I'm Shereen Patek, and this is Starting Out. Digiday's newest podcast, where I take the personal route with the movers and shakers in the marketing industry to find out their story, how they became the leaders they are today, and what's their special power that makes their craft so remarkable. If you scroll through the Twitter profile of Ray Inamoto, founder of Inamoto & Co., you'll make him out to be a man of tremendous wisdom. Team that with his mastery of design and advertising, and you'll know why he's called the Yoda of advertising. I used to joke did you, about did you it. give me the name? I gave you that name. All right. Ray is a unique persona in an industry that's filled to the brim with egos, and that is not by accident. Ray is a methodical mind who has carefully charted out not only his career to date, but even planned for his second act. Uh, from a personal perspective, I tend to look uh, at people's career and my personal career on a five-year cycle. And, and in this, you know, I can say this now because I've spent more than five years, you know, close to 15, 20 years now, that when I look up my career in a five-year increment, uh, I, I did something new. Uh, I tried, I failed, I got better at it, and I proved that I could do it, and uh, and then you know move on to the next thing. So I've had th- that kind of five-year cycle, and then when I looked at my not just the next you know five, ten years, but twenty years, and how the industry was changing, that I felt like I needed to start my own thing in order to um, change things from the outside a little bit, uh, not from the inside. Why five years? Why five years? I would say I think uh, things and people need, some people might think that's too long. And with the speed at which things can move these days, especially because of technology, mobile and social and now AI too, the time it takes and the cost it takes and the number of people it takes to do things is becoming less and less and less. But as a human being, I personally think that I need to, I need a first year to understand what the hell is going on around me, um, whether I join a new company in the past or I start a new company. So the first year is really sort of understanding what's going on. And then the second year is uh, making changes by understanding what's, uh, uh, what's there and understanding what needs to change and what needs to stay the same and what needs to improve. The second year to me um, has been about making those changes. And then the third year is uh, implementing those changes and keeping up with those changes. And then fourth year is making sure that those changes are in place. And then fifth year, you start thinking about the next uh, uh, next five years. So that, to me, uh, professionally, uh, for me personally, and within the company that I worked in the past, uh, is really the time that I think an individual or an organization needs in order to prove that they can do the things that they say really well. Because I think if it's like a year or two or three years or so, Mm -hmm. you might be lucky and you move on to the next thing and you just, you know, change your job or whatever. But when, especially when the company becomes bigger um, and as you get older, um, you know, you get, um, you get wiser. um, And uh, I I think, I personally think that uh, a five-year cycle is a like when you look at people and when i look at um when i you know when i interview people when i uh, when i uh, hire people what have they done in the last five years in the last 10 years Mm. 
And then when I、uh, hire younger people, can this person do this for the next five years? And how can I work with that person to grow that person beyond、uh, their own capability?、Hmm. That's the Ray formula. Uh, I guess so. Well, the five year plan. You, It's your five year plan. Yes, that's my five year plan. Yeah.、Um, tell me a little bit about,、uh, about starting your own company. And, my own company. Yes, which you did two years ago after a very long career at some of you know, the biggest agencies.、Yeah. Um, what was your motivation? In the simplest way, I think two, I had two,、um, two different motivations. One is personal, and the other one is professional. From my personal perspective, and I joke that I had a midlife crisis, and instead of buying a, a leather jacket and a motorcycle, I started a, a company. Probably slightly risky, depending on how you, you look、slightly、at it. Slightly riskier, slightly more expensive. Slightly more expensive, yeah.、Um, so I started my own company.、Uh, and joking aside, when I thought about the next 20 years of my career, and when I'm 60, when I'm 70, when I'm ready to slow down and retire, What it came down to was how I wanted to feel about、uh, what I had done in my, in my life professionally. And、uh, I wanted to, I, you know, I've had a, a really great run at some of the, the best agencies that I'm very proud and honored to have,、uh, have been working you know, for, for quite a while. And I'm proud of the, the accomplishments and, and things that I was able to do at those places,、uh, but I was always working for somebody else. When I projected myself out 20 years, 30 years from now,、um, I wanted to see if I could be really, really happy, even if it's a failure, something that I would try, that I would start. And even if it failed, at least I can say I started.、Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to have that story. Uh, when, I'm, uh, when I'm on my deathbed, perhaps. So that was the, the personal motivation. The professional motivation is something that I had been feeling for the past five, six, seven years or so. Well, A, I never thought of myself, thought my, of myself as an advertising person.、Um, and I always had a cynical,、uh, objective point of view about、uh, advertising. Did you find, did, why not?、Mm. Was, was advertising like a dirty well, word? I mean, Is that what no, I mean, I, well, no, I, was, I, I wasn't、uh, that smart. I, I just didn't know that advertising was an industry.、Uh, I, when I was in school, I studied、uh, design and art, and I also did computer science. And I was、uh, interested in doing things that merged design, art and design. And、uh, technology and engineering,、uh, which I eventually said, you know, something that mixes those two is art and code. And creating magic out of it was eventually、um, what I think became my theme, an ongoing theme、uh, throughout my career. And so advertising wasn't a conscious choice.、Uh, and even when I was in it, I guess, I,、uh, I think I had a denial that I was,、uh, I was in it. <laughs> and、um, Um, worked at places that were both RJ and AKQA, I think,、uh, in many ways,、uh, were uh, iconic places that were doing anti advertising in a way.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did you, do you remember your first paycheck? My first,、um, I worked at a convenience store when I was in、uh, junior high school in Tokyo. At a convenience yeah, com- yeah, com- yeah, exactly. That was, that was just.、Um, Um, you know, I was like 15 right before I moved to、uh, Switzerland.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just a simple、um, 
part-time, you know, weekend job so I can make some cash to, you know, go to concerts and things like that. We had to do everything in the,、uh, the convenience store. So, you know, you had to work at the cashier. You had to,、um, you had to clean the floor, everything. So that was my non-professional job、uh, before I、uh, started working. And the, the first professional job close to what I do now was that I worked for a designer、uh, named Noriyuki Tanaka. And he was a very prolific,、uh, very influential、um, creative. Yeah. And he, before Nike, Nike, when Nike first went to Japan in the 90s,、um, he was the first creative to, create a TV,、uh, creative to create a TV commercial for Nike in Japan. And when I worked with him, it was before that. So he hadn't started working、uh, for, for Nike. But I worked for、uh, Mr. Tanaka you know, 20 plus years ago. And it was him, his art director, and me as, a, as an intern. What did you have to do as an intern? Oh, everything. So, did, everything from everything coffee from to... Everything from like, I mean, this is when in the company there was only one email account. Like, you, you know, individual people didn't have email accounts. We had one email account for the company.、Uh, so, I would come in, open the office,、uh, make coffee, make tea, pick up phone. You know, phone calls,、um, sweep the floor, everything, you know, greet the guests. How important is that sort of aspect of, you know, that kind of labor, whether it was at a convenience or, or even your first internship, that sort of was important? Because I, I think, you know, we、I、talk a lot、yeah. about that kind of experience and how that turns you into a different kind of profession. I think, I think humility, humility. Yeah. Whether you are. Uh, 15 or 25 or 55, I, I do think that every, everybody should have humility and nothing should be below you.、Um, and not sh- nothing should be, oh, you know, this is not my job, sort of thing. So I think that early on,、uh, doing basically everything that I was supposed to do. And I mean, you know, my,、uh, there's this、uh, saying in Japanese called senpai. Which means older brother or older sister, basically. And,、uh, you know, he would teach me, you know, these are the things that, that you do. But really, what you're supposed to do is what's not on this list. You see what I mean?、Hmm. So, yeah, you know, making coffee and greeting customers and, you know, greeting people are the things that you're supposed to do. But really, like, you should be thinking about what else you should, you should be doing or you could be doing.、Yeah. How, do you, how do you sort of. Im- You know, impart some of those, those values, which is very much part of who you were and、yeah. your background, into, you know, now you have your own company.、Yeah. You have young people coming in and working for you,、yeah. and also older people, and sort of bringing that culture of humility to your own company. I think culture is a very difficult, I think culture is a very important thing for a company, but it's also a very difficult thing to establish, and it's a very difficult thing to change. And it's very difficult because, because it's based on people's behaviors, right? And behaviors are formed by habits, habits like little things that you do on a, on a regular basis.、Mm-hmm. And culture is a combination of little habits that individuals have in an organization or in, an, in a community.、Mm-hmm. If you're a baseball player, If you have one hit per game, you have a hit, just one hit, 
throughout your career is a much more guaranteed way of you becoming a Hall of Famer as opposed to having 50 home runs this year and then maybe not having here 50 home runs. So consistency. Runs. So little, thi- little, little things consistently as up. Those things add up. Yeah. So, you know, to me, habits are little things that you do consistently and regularly. And that、uh, leads to eventually to, to culture. So, whether it's a positive thing or negative thing, negative thing, if you, and it doesn't have to be a big thing, but if you do it consistently, then a year later, two years later, those things manifest、mm-hmm. uh, in, as a form of, of culture. Do you、yeah. think sort of do you think consistency of those kinds of habits has been a, part, a big part of what made you successful, especially in the early days?、Um, do you remember what habits you were trying to cultivate at that time? Or if this was a, when, I, when、huh? I was young? Yeah, when you were just starting out. I, do, do, I don't think I was、um, aware at the time, but one of the things that, that I realized in hindsight, and this. May be useful for people who weren't born in this country. So, I, I, was never, you know, I wasn't born in this country. I came here as an immigrant.、Mm-hmm. So, English is not my first language. And especially when I was starting out, when I was you know, 22, 23, I could have casual conversations because、mm-hmm. you know, I had gone to school here. But having a professional conversation in a foreign language in a professional setting was a very, very Nerving thing, daunting thing to do for me. And、uh, I remember going to, I, was, I must have been like 26, 27 or so.、Um, I went to a client meeting and、uh, I was obviously the young guy in the, in the room. And I was presenting to a senior person uh, on, um, on the client side. And after the meeting, the client said to、uh, an account director, Uh, on my side, and I don't know if he said it in a way that I could hear, or maybe he didn't realize that I could hear, but he said to the account director, Oh, can, you, can I see this guy's resume? Yeah. And not, not in a good, not in an impressed no, way. No, 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 I don't think so.、Okay. I don't think so. So I think, you know, my English was pretty poor. So he assumed that you weren't qualified. So I guess because I wasn't、uh, articulate,、mm-hmm. pro- perhaps, and、um, that I wasn't impressive enough. That,、uh, that I was questioned, you know. How'd you、uh, feel? Oh, I feel like shit. <laughs> I feel like really shit. Yeah, so then I kind of thought about it and said, okay,、uh, you know, this guy is giving me shit, <laughs> to be honest.、Uh, what, what do I need to do? And mastering a language is not an overnight thing, right? Like, you, you know, you, that's, that's something that you have to do over and over and over, obviously. But one thing that I started to do. Somewhat consciously, that became a useful、uh, outcome was that, okay, English is not my first language. So, obviously, my, my vocabulary is not that big. But if I can explain in a way that I can understand, you know, at the time, probably my English was like 10th grade level English. If I can explain something, a, an idea or a concept, or in, the, in, the, in that case, you know, my design, Uh, in a way that I can understand、uh, as simply as possible, then everybody should be able to understand what I'm talking about. And I think that became a, a useful, again, habit、yeah. that subconsciously that I still use to this day. 
I think that's really interesting because I think there, there's a disease of complication <laughs> in this industry, right? Yeah. Like, and things are complicated. There's no doubt. Yeah. But I think that you know, a lot of times people want to talk in what I call dollar words, ten dollar words. They want to they want yeah, to explain yeah. simple concepts in increasingly complex ways because I don't know because it makes it seem harder, more interesting, more important. Right. Um, and you know that comes back to the thing we were talking about earlier. I think that it, there is sort of a lot. There's a lot of peculiar circumstances in advertising that lend itself to rewarding that. Mm. I think it rewards confusion and collusion and complexity yeah. um, and chaos. Yeah, yeah. And you're here preaching, you know, a gospel of <laughs> of simplicity, which I think is, I think it's interesting because it's very different. Yeah. Did you ever feel, you know, over your career, did you ever feel pushback or did you ever feel like, oh, I'm actually the one person saying this one thing when everyone, everyone else seems to be conspiring to make it confusing? Um, I don't think I ever felt that way explicitly in some cases people might be doing uh making things more complicated on purpose but i think in most cases that in an effort in a desperate effort to make something out of the situation um i think um complexity inevitably becomes part of an organization uh mm -hmm. part of the way they work, part of the way they uh, they communicate. So I, I don't think it's intentional that people making uh, trying to make things more more complex. I think they make things complicated subconsciously mm -hmm. and 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 not intentionally. Mm -hmm. And it's our job to make things simple intentionally. Was there ever a time you thought you wouldn't make it in advertising? That I wouldn't make it in advertising. Well, like I said, you know, I never felt like I was in advertising. <laughs> um, I, I know that you've heard this uh, story from me, but, you know, when I had an injury about my eye uh, early in my career that I almost lost uh, one of my eyes, that was uh, probably... And it was a sports injury? Yeah, it was a soccer, yes. inju soccer, soccer injury. injury. Yeah. So that was when I was probably about 24, 25, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't sure if I would ever go back to work. That I didn't think I would make it. Well, I mean, I feel like like what I'm doing is 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 a bit of my second act a little bit. Mm -hmm. And although it's not drastically different from what I was doing, it is drastically different from what I, what I was doing. Uh, and um, yeah, running my own thing with uh, you know with a, a business partner and a couple of other people who joined us joined our ship, starship as we call it. Um, they were foolish enough and they were brave <laughs> enough to join our ship. And uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good ride so far. You've, um, yeah. you've lived in a lot of different places. I want to talk a little bit about your childhood. Um, where did you grow up? I come from Japan. I was born in Tokyo, uh, but qu pretty quickly after uh, my brother and I, my, I'm, I'm a twin. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, when my twin brother and I were born, uh, my parents moved the family to a countryside in uh, in Japan. Quite literally, you know, we were surrounded by mountains, and my backyard was the mountain, the the forest. Am I misremembering? Did your parents have ducks? Oh, you know, no, no, no. They, uh, Am I right? Did, no, yeah. Your parents had we, ducks. Yeah, so we had uh, different pets. We had dogs. We never. I don't think we had ever had um, cats, but we had dogs. We had two dogs growing up, and we had uh, chicken or hens. And we had, we had, I think, goat 
<laughs> one or two goats. It's <laughs> quite seriously. Okay. We didn't have a farm. So the reason why we had ducks was that、um, in this、uh, village or town that we lived in, they would have seasonal, usually twice a year festivals, right? So in the spring and in the fall. And those festivals back in the day was about farming, like the beginning of the season, of, of the farming season, and the end of the farming season, right? And these、um, uh, vending carts would have random things that they sell anything from candies and, and、uh, you know, food and drinks and、mm-hmm. uh, toys and things like that. But some of them would sell things like goldfish,、uh, and some of them would sell like little chicks and little ducks. Or ducklings, I guess. Oh, yeah. So, so you just went and bought some. So, yeah. And,、um, and so we, we bought some of those ducks. And,、uh, you know, some of, some of the ones that, that we had lived a short life, and some of them lived a long one. And the last one that we had,、uh, he ended up living, I think, for, I don't know, close to, to 10 years or so. That's, that's long. For, yeah. And, for and he was just, you know, this free walking, free,、um, free spirit. And we just we didn't keep him in a cage. We.、Um, He was just around the house. It's funny because you're, you're the second person we've had on the show who、okay. is a twin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Who's the、uh, we had Jamie Robinson on a、okay. few weeks ago, who's also a twin. Identical twin or fraternal twin? twin? I don't know.、Okay. Jamie, if you're listening,、uh, email Ray. <laughs> He really wants to know. Yeah, I love that. What to, was、yeah. it like to have a twin? What, what does it mean when you have a twin? What, how did that change who、oh, you were it, as a person? It's, I think it's,、uh, it is a big part of my identity as an individual. We, my brother and I, we are identical twins. And、um, we, I, I think we look different enough, but I think for a lot of people, we do look alike. And so, for instance, last week we had an event at, at my company, we had a party、uh, at our company.、Um, my brother, A, looks a little bit different from me, and B, he wears glasses. I wear contact lenses, he wears glasses. And C,、um, I was wearing、uh, my star shirt. Yeah. yeah. And、uh, my brother, just as a joke, was wearing a shirt with a, a circle. So instead of a star, he, was, he had a, a white circle on his、uh, shirt at this event, a couple hundred people. And、um, the person who works at my company and he sits next to me, he sees me almost every day. Went up to my brother and said, Oh, Ray, you changed、uh, your, your shirt. You know, so that's your, your party shirt. Oh my God. And then my brother just played along with him. Of course. Yeah.、Um, so I guess we do look alike. And,、uh, and I do see him、uh, relatively often.、Um, and our respective friends and co workers would run into one of us and get totally confused. <laughs> What would you call your book if you were to book about your life? That's a good question. I, Come I, on. <laughs> what would I call my book about my life? About your life. You wrote a book. You、yeah. wrote a book in 20 years. Yeah. If you wrote a book in 20 years, what would you call it? It's about you. It's a memoir. It's not about me, it's about you. Ah, okay.、Uh, can I, get, can, I like that. Can, yeah. can I, can I, so it goes back to the fact that I'm, that I'm a twin. And so it's a bit of a cheeky、uh, comment.、Uh, On a couple of different levels. So, my brother, his name is you, quite literally. Why you? So, is it you or is it me? Yeah. So. Oh my so, God, I love this so much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
That's Ray Inamoto, founder of Inamoto & Co. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Our producer is Aditi Sangal. If you like this episode, please subscribe. We're on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Leave us a review and rate the show or just tweet at us. I'm your host, Shereen Bhattak. We'll see you next week.